0: Welcome to Beyond the Stretch, a fire service podcast featuring Uncle Mike and I'm here with Cousin Vinny and we're going to be discussing short little segments about different challenges that we see in the fire service as well as our home lives and just kind of the culture that we live in right now dealing with the fire service. Vinny?
1: Glad to be here with you. I want to talk about the calling, how we kind of found ourselves where we are currently and what attracted us to basically be firemen.
0: Definitely think getting into the job is definitely the, the way to start this off because the buzzword we deal with right now is uh, into the job. Mm-hmm. But how do you get there? And I know for, for the two of us, for a lot of people that maybe not are aware of that we are both from the same neck of the woods back from Northeast Ohio. And unbeknownst to us, we both find ourselves 20 odd years later working for neighboring departments over in the East coast of the Carolinas, getting into the job and how we got here. I think we both have two unique stories that maybe a lot of people share or don't have something completely different, but mine was one out of necessity uh, when I was younger. And when I was 16, I, I became a teenage parent and I was a father, had to drop out of, out of high school early, find myself working a full-time job as a construction slash painter so while I was there, I was fortunate enough to be working with a gentleman who him and his twin brother happened to be going through separate processes in the city of Cleveland. Uh, one was going for the fire service, the other one in the police department. And they were both successful, you know, good for them. And I hope they're still either healthy, strong and going or found retirement and relaxing somewhere. But it was my that was my first... Interaction into the calling. Um, I, I'm not a legacy fireman at all. I grew up blue collar. Uh, I wouldn't say dirt floor poor, but we struggled. It was just typical, you know, inner city Cleveland. But I, I had to figure out something and figure out something quick. The police department route. I didn't seem to care for it. Didn't click for me. I didn't like the schedule. Didn't like. I didn't like anything about it. So that was that wasn't anything for me to get into. The fire department side of it, working. 24-hour days, only nine days a month, that was appealing to me. Don't really know what triggered me to say this is going to be it, but something in me clicked, and I decided to pursue it. Graduated high school out of night school while I was working full-time. Found myself 17, enrolled in an EMT program at a vocational school in the area. And then just after I turned 18 the following spring, I was enrolled in the local... Community colleges fired program, which uh, end up leaving there with a two hundred and forty, the coveted two hundred and forty, oh, and yeah. in the state of Ohio, it, it meant something at the time for sure.
1: It meant you're, you could be a professional. Yeah, you were a big deal. Mm-hmm.
0: So, while I was there, I was actually had a couple of guys took me under their wings. You know, being a young eighteen year old, uh, just trying my best to make something of myself, they led me down the path of knowing that you wouldn't be shit kid unless you got your paramedic in the Northeast Ohio area. No department would even look at you. So I ended up beg, borrowing, stealing over the next couple months throughout the summer, you know, saving those nickels so I can afford to go to paramedic school that fall. So fall of 1998, I was enrolled to paramedic school, and I was an official nationally registered EMT paramedic, at 19 in the state of Ohio with my 240. And that's kind of what led me down the path. How about you? Anything special or fun about your story?
1: Yeah, I kind of uh, found the fire service by accident, actually. I was like that twin brother day you were talking about. I wanted to be a police officer. want to do like FBI, like ATF, or be a fighter pilot. I found out that my eyesight sucked, and I really wasn't very good at uh, handling roller coasters. So I was like, man, the fighter pilot thing's going to be out. was recruited down in Southeastern Ohio for a small school to play football. And they're like, hey, we're going to start a criminal justice program, but it won't be here for, like, your first year. But we're a liberal arts school, so you have to to do art and math and science anyway. And by the time you're a sophomore, you can roll right in and transition. Well, come to find out about my sophomore year, that's not going to happen unless I hung around like Van Wilder. all right, well, I'm going to transition into education because they were a pretty good education school, had a good program down there. And I'm going to be a high school history And I'm a coach football. I'm going to take teams to state championships. My roommate, uh, his, his lifelong dream was to become a firefighter. So our local uh, township, village actually, it was a village. So that's whatever the population, less than 5,000 or whatever. If you look at like Census Bureau information, uh, had a volunteer fire department. And so he begged me to come to this first like meeting on a Wednesday night. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna leave you, leave you hanging. I'll, I got you, it got your back. And, you know, maybe I sign up. And I, I didn't know what a volunteer firefighter really did. You know, I'm from suburb of Cleveland. Everything was career. I didn't realize that you actually get trained to. It was 36 hour card then, but, yeah. you know, not the, not the 240. But, and becoming EMT and all stuff. So, I, I showed up. I had earrings. I had earrings back then, and uh, they're like, yeah, man, you can't wear these earrings, dude. Like. And I was like, "Man, who are, the, who are these people? Man, I was like, I just want to, I just want to, like, you know, wash your fire truck. Maybe get a T-shirt. This will look good on my resume when I want to become an FBI agent." I ended up falling in love with it, like just going through the process and uh, and becoming a, becoming an EMT and finding out that I really didn't hate blood as much as I thought. Uh, I was just like, "This would be a really cool, a really cool thing to do." And so I told my parents, "I'm like, I'm going to become a firefighter. This is what I'm going to, you know, this is my goal." Like, and my mom's like, "That's nice." Because she was still heartbroken from the fighter pilot thing. I I stayed in pretty much the middle of Ohio and, and a, I did test for some departments up in the Cleveland area, but the majority of mine was a Columbus fire department and the surrounding suburbs and and uh, I became a paramedic and uh, you know to make myself more marketable uh, and then just kind of went through the whole hey sign up, pay twenty five dollars, show up in a in a gymnasium with five hundred other people. Uh, just to maybe hear three months later that you're moving on to the next step and then the next step and then just how long the process took. I mean, I was working part-time for two different departments, basically shaking out a full-time schedule every third day. And um, I was doing that for 10 months before I got hired on here. I mean, I guess you fast forward, like uh, I had two friends that were still looking for the career positions and uh, they were like, hey, we're going to go take a test down here. You want to join us? And I was like, yeah, this is fine. You know, not a lot of pressure because I'm going to, I'm going to be a full timer up in Cle- uh, up in Columbus or Cleveland or, or something. I'm just waiting on that phone call and uh, you know just weird how things happen, but and now I'm here now, but you know looking back just how long that process. I there's there were departments I tested for back where I was from that. I was here 2 3 years and I'm finally getting letters being like, "Hey, we're we're moving on. We're you know, our drop program kind of slowed us down a little bit or a lawsuit that uh, that stopped everything from happening is is now over with. Like we can we can move on with the process, and just it's just crazy how um, how things kind of like happen. But this is you know mid two thousands, and you're a little bit earlier than me when we were going through. But just talking about before we got started recording, just about how you would have to show up at city hall, or or me, I'd, I'd unless you knew somebody that was on the department that was like, hey, we're hiring, or you had um, the intelligence by reading a local uh, newspaper, the plane dealer every day to look for the classifieds that you, you had to basically seek out who was, a, who was testing.
0: Yeah. Well, there was, there was no social media. There was no Facebook pages boasting about our department. Who's good. Who's not good. It was, I knew nobody in the fire service. It was just, so I was going out there on a whim, trying to, trying to figure it out. So like you said, Sunday morning came around, you picked up the plane dealer, the real thick section, that had all the uh, the comics, and you go to the classifies and you open it up. Then you look for the very long ads that was city of, town of, township of, the village of, is hiring firefighter paramedics and all the qualifications, all the research, um, certifications you need, and what other small little details they wanted, residency, military, all that stuff added up. So you'd gather your stuff together, and you'd find out that City Hall opened 8 o'clock the next day. That week, and you'd be there at 6.30 in the morning sitting in your car, and there'd be like a couple dozen people doing the same thing, sitting in their cars, trying to stay awake, wearing three-piece suits, you know, sitting there with a portfolio of their their photocopied certifications ready to rock. 8 o'clock, come around, you sprint down the sidewalk to uh, get in line until the secretary opened up the door. Your, uh, your first interview happened there. You had to kind of be super nice and, and kind of smooth her a little bit. And, you know, yes, ma'am, this be the best gentleman you can be to get yep. the application. And then you haul the ass back to your car to scribble down your uh, demographics and slide your very crisp and clean photocopies back in the pile and make a mad dash back to hand it back to her. So you got your application at 8 o'clock. By 8.06, congratulations, you were the 25th person to turn your application in because it was so cutthroat. And then you waited. You waited for that test day. You waited for the written test, and you would show up to a gymnasium, town hall, uh, convention center, depending on what size the department was, and it was you and five hundred to 10,000 people that all walked in the room with pretty much the same – Certifications as you, they were all paramedics. They all had their 240, and some guys might have military, some guys might have residency requirements that gave them extra bonus points. And then you sit down, the fire chief would come up and say, Thank you all for showing up for this civil service exam. We may have an opening next year when one of our senior guys decides to retire. And then that was it. There goes your big, you know, balloon pop. You're deflated, but you're like, I'm still going to kick this test ass. That was it. You just waited, and I probably did that from the age of nineteen till I got hired here. Actually, eighteen is when I started. So, and I was twenty-four when I finally got hired, and I was on this at this job I'm currently at with this department. I believe it was two thousand one or two thousand two, but it was when um, the city of Cleveland laid off hundred and fifty guys and shut down a handful of houses. When that happened, the unions really stepped up, and those guys were we're getting the spots. That's what you'd want to have happen. If it happened to me right now, I, I would hope that someone had my back and was fighting for me to keep my livelihood and keep food on the table for my family. But when you're a young 19 year old guy, who's just trying to do the same, but you're just trying to get into it. It sucked. It was terrible. It, it was definitely, um, I felt defeated more than I felt accomplished during that time frame. You are just a small fish in such a big pond and, you just didn't feel like nobody wanted you because you would go and go and go. And these, these departments would not get back to you. Or I never made a high on a list, you know, until, until the very end. And so that's, that's a lot of time. It's a lot of, um, uh, it takes a lot of, takes grit. Best way I can describe it, man. That's just, that does, that takes grit to keep getting after it and keep grinding. And that's just what I had to do.
1: They, everything's so immediate. Notifications are immediate. Um, departments actively are hiring there and are, are recruiting with their social media. They got their really cool flyers and their video saying bore nozzles, no medical call to just, attract, where's that place? Uh, yeah. Just to attract, <laughs> sign me up just to attract, you know, the potential candidates that they want to get in the door. Uh, everything's abbreviated. It's one, two, three, four days. Um, we're, st- we're still probably one of the longer, I guess, processes in the area, but that's three months. I would have died if I would have found out like half the places I tested that I could find out like my, re- my results within three months, but nope, year, two later, you know,
0: 18 months and checking the mail every day, waiting for a letter, waiting for anything. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have that. It's instant as an email sent that evening, right. Offering you a job or offering you a, um, position dependent on the next step.
1: When did you know? Like, when did you know this was for you and when you fell in love with the fire service? Like, other than than the twins and the schedule and stuff that you... Yeah,
0: I didn't know. I never knew. I still might not know. No, truth be told, like, there was never any spark. There was never anything that really got me going um, until I got into it and I realized that this is what I'm going to do. Didn't say I wanted to do, but this is what I was going to do when I was younger. I just fully immersed myself in it. And every step along the way... I always hated feeling like I didn't know what was going on. And I hated not being able to figure it out. And it's still kind of a flaw I have to this day. Seeing a hazmat call and not being a hazmat technician bothered me. So I wanted to become a hazmat technician and then the dive stuff and water rescue and vehicle extrication and collapse and all that stuff. So I never wanted to be the guy that would show up and didn't know what to do. So I just kind of fully immersed myself in all that the fire service had to offer it didn't all happen overnight i know some people are like they just dive into everything right away but mine has trickled and kind of developed over my career so it's definitely been a marathon it's not a sprint for this guy the other thing that really stands out for me i don't know what it has a bearing on in my fire service career or my wants to be here there was an old textile plant or a mill in the uh my neighborhood And when I was younger, probably my teens, it burned down and it was like, it was a block party and it, once it burned down and they finished tearing it down, it significantly changed the landscape of my, my neighborhood. And in my office to this day, and we discussed this before is I have a book, which is the history of the Cleveland fire department and it's called wheels rolling. We, we discussed that it's a very, um, very special terminology for the Cleveland fire department is how they go and route. And I I may or may not use that to this day in my radio communications when I go and route, but it's just something that does stick to me. And it's something that I was never a part of. It's not ingrained in me. It's just no DNA of the fire service within me, but it's something that I kind of carry on. And I, I take a point of pride knowing that that book that's on my shelf, I had nothing to do with it. But I'm proud of being from there, and that's my roots. That's all I got on that part.
1: <laughs> that's that's really cool. Hey, cousin Vinny, what was your uh, thing that? Oh, okay. What got you since, going, buddy? Since you, uh, since you I asked, I was taking a breath. <laughs> so I had a uh, a good friend of mine. His father was uh, a firefighter at the where I grew up. Man, he was a really cool dude. Like we used to go visit, um, bring him like stuff at like snacks and stuff up at the firehouse, and we could like, walk from our high school too when he was working. So. We used to kind of see the guys, and then I had a high school coach that was actually a firefighter full time in the same city. So a group of us would usually visit him and and just bother him and stuff. And the fire department was actually right across, right across the street from a local ice cream parlor. So those guys would just walk over all the time, and like their bay doors would be up. And it's the summertime, and everyone after what every baseball game, you get like the parent that has to buy. That it's like, hey, you can't buy anything over a dollar fifty back then. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Give me a little twist cone, you know. Oh, I was like, man, this—that was cool. Like the 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 first, I guess, relationships I had with like that ever were adults that were firemen were cool. I think the relationships I built like early on, like I've, there's what is true now. A lot of the people that I, my coworkers are awesome. Like we have we have the similar morals, we have similar drives, we have similar passions, we believe in a lot of the same stuff. A lot of, like you know, just people in the fire service in general. So I think when I made those relationships in where I volunteered, a lot of guys they were actually full-time firemen someplace else in the suburbs of Columbus or in the uh, immediate local areas that were, had career people. So it wasn't a um, village made of, uh, you know, bakers that were volunteer firemen or, you know, some of the insurance that were volunteer firefighters. It was actually career guys that they lived in that area and they wanted to, like, give back. So I think just the relationships that I established early on when I was um, kind of learning myself in the fire department, I guess, hooked me into— and to kind of keep continuing.
0: Nice. Well, that's really good. I mean, and like I said, everyone's just different because there's people out there that their family members were there were there in the service and they kinda of had the stories and you know, they got to go to the fire stations and go to socials and all that stuff. Every everyone has a story about a fireman and it's just it's different. And it just kinda of goes to show what people put into it to to want to be where we're at. I know for, from my standpoint, the fact that the job process was so long back then, I had to work a bunch of shit jobs, and I hated them. I hated most of them. I went from working in a factory to working in a warehouse to stocking shelves with beer at the local discount drug mart store.
1: Why did you hate that?
0: I just wasn't good at it. <laughs> I didn't want to be there, man. I wanted to get on the job. To work in private EMS, um, a third service, getting hired at Cleveland EMS. It was just it was just all these different things and it just it all sucked because it wasn't what I wanted. And then you just had to wait, wait for the phone call, wait for the letter in the mail. And I almost wonder if maybe that's why some of us older guys were so set in our ways with it, because we had to become patient and we had to wait. There was no hurrying it up. You can call City Hall as much as you want, and you're gonna get the same answer. Like, we'll get to you when we get to you. It's so instant gratification or instant response that you can get told yes or no and be in the process or be kicked out of the process within a week span. And then you're already moving on to something different. And it just felt like you said you know, we, you get hired at one place, and then for the next six months, all those old prospects start reaching back out to you because of whatever reason. You're back. They're back and they're interested in you. You have something. I never had that, honestly. like Things weren't going well. My last year in Ohio, I I vowed to take every test I could and spent probably, I'm probably $2,500 in the hole in civil service exams. But I took my finger, went down the coastline, went to trying to find something different, just who was hiring. And the week that I came down to this area, I had two... Testing process lined up. My current employer, and then I went a little further south. And I left here knowing I had a job offer. And then I went a little bit further south and I kind of went into that interview process. It was a physical agility test and then the panel interview. And I went in there with a little extra, little extra cockiness, a little, little, a little more confidence, a little. A little more short in my step, so to speak. Yeah, you were a little edgy. Yeah, so I walked in, and the interview question, because I've been through a lot of them, but the interview question that I think I finally answered the most truthfully I've ever answered this question before was, why do you want to be a firefighter? And my response was, I took a deep breath, and I just said, because I'm going to be a fireman somewhere. I said, I can be a fireman here, or I can walk out of here and be it somewhere else, But that's what I'm going to do. And that's where I'm going to be the rest of my life is as a fireman in the department doing the best damn job as I I possibly can. And they're like, oh, cool. (laughs) And that was it. And then a week or two later, I got a phone call and I was number one on that department's list. And I turned them down because I saw opportunity and growth where I'm currently at. It was so interesting being part of a process that took so long and you just, you pour yourself into it. There's so much letdown. There's just so much of you just it, it changes you because you just try so hard. And I don't know if the current generations deal with that same thing. They don't have to wait. They don't have to they don't have to be loyal to to the game. They kind of make the game as they go along. And I'm not sure if you if you feel the same way about that
1: as, as I do. It's almost like a competition. It's almost like you're the best insurance adjuster out there. And you get all these companies that are kinda like it's like it's almost like they're competitive for you because they need these spots filled, you know? So but it's like that in the fire service now, where I got this opportunity, this opportunity, this opportunity. ABC choices, like a lot of us, I didn't care that they had only two firehouses. The starting pay, like, really wasn't relevant to me then. I was just, I just wanted to get in. Like, I wanted to get in and do what I loved. You know? Well, the
0: social media platforms allow you to to take a peek behind the curtains mm-hmm. because you go down a roster, friend or like someone's page, you get to see the positives and negatives of the departments, you get to see the mindset of the people that work there before even stepping foot into the application process. So uh, it's it's just different. It's different now, if it's a good or if it's bad. You know, this is still the best damn job in the world and I wouldn't change it for anything. And I count my blessings more than people might think that I'm currently in the position that I'm at with my background and I love every day of it. how about you it's
1: the same that saying where if you love what you do you never work a day in your life like very few mornings i've ever woken up and been like i don't want to go to work that's always i can't wait to be there constantly thinking about it it annoys the crap out of my wife you know so it is it's it's crazy how where people go or how no matter how they start and they eventually find themselves into the into where we're at it's 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 really cool blessing and just definitely excited
0: i agree i think a good way to kind of close this this recording off would be times change people have to evolve and innovate with the changes that we're seeing and you know we're no longer waiting in the mail for a big letter or a small letter you know a big package a little package if you passed or if you did well or not it's just it's different now and i guess the challenge that we all seek in like our middle management positions and supervisory roles in the fire service is now we need to find how how to motivate get the new generation of people to to maybe care the same way we cared um, knowing that they had a different experience and a different type of upbringing than, than we did.
1: If you guys have any emails you want to send us for uh, questions and comments, you can send those to Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be catching up with you guys shortly. Uh, this is uh, Cousin Vinny. And Uncle Mike. And we'll see you all later. Thank you.